Welcome to the Momming with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hargrove. On this show, I help moms discover Jesus in their motherhood. I hope this show encourages you in your mom journey. Enjoy the message. Today's title is God, my father. God, my father. And so last week, uh, whether you were able to tune in here or not, we did talk about um, from Psalms 23, how Jesus is referred to as our shepherd. And we talked about what that truly means. If you haven't had a chance to listen or, or hear it from last week, go check it out on the podcast because I really feel through Psalms 23, God was really just encouraging me about what a shepherd truly is, who God is to us and what his heart is towards us. And so this week, I truly felt in my heart that God wanted us to learn more about who he is to us. He is so many things. And I feel like it can honestly all be wrapped up in the role of our father. The more that we truly, truly learn and understand who he really is, it's almost like that's the closer we feel towards him. The more we know him, the closer we feel. And there are so many things that God is also not. We may be believing a lot of lies and things that we experience from our past and our own thoughts and what people have told us about God that are actually lies and are actually pushing us farther away from our father who is truly good. The devil loves to separate us from God in any way that he can, especially if he can cause us to believe that God is something that he is not. But today I want you to know and to learn that God truly is a good father. And, and I know that all of our dynamics with our earthly fathers are completely different. Each and every one of us here have a different dynamic with our father. And I know that this specific subject about our fathers and our relationships could be pretty sensitive. You personally, maybe you had a beautiful and healthy relationship with yours and that's to be praised like God, thank you. But some of you, it may have been a distant one. Maybe you're mourning the loss of your father. Maybe you've had an abusive and traumatic relationship with yours, or maybe you've never met your father. All of these dynamics can and will affect the way that you see your heavenly father. But I want you to know today that God truly is a perfect and loving God towards us. And, and some of us know nothing about what it feels like. And some may, right? You may not know what it feels like to, to feel and embrace and be embraced and loved by a perfect God. And, and maybe you do, but no matter what your relationship is with your dad in your lifetime, I want you to know and listen in today to discover how truly loving God is, how perfect and caring and compassionate and forgiving, comforting, patient, calm, present, and what an amazing father he is. He wants nothing more today than to embrace you, his daughter, and whisper in your ear, I am with you. I love you. And everything is going to be okay. I could honestly cry just thinking about how God loves us, how God is my father and all that that entails. You know, I myself, my personal dynamic with my father is it was a very distant relationship. 
Um, I saw him every couple couple of years, maybe sometimes more frequent, but not often. We talked on the phone every couple of months. It was a lifetime almost of broken promises. I'll call you every week and months go by. We'll visit this summer and nothing happened. It was honestly messy. And my parents divorced when I was two. So I never really had the opportunity to go sit on my daddy's lap and feel safe and comforted. And I'm telling you, as I look back, that literally was a desire I had my whole life. I, as I look back at my upbringing in the middle school, high school, all those things, I just see myself as longing to be able to have a father that I could sit and find safety and comfort on his lap. And I personally, I did actually have a stepdad for 14 years. So after that, my mom remarried and I had a stepdad for about 14 years till I was about 18. So pretty much the rest of my upbringing, he provided and he was there, but there was literally no emotional connection at all. I was almost afraid of him for being honest. I'm not trying to diss anyone today, but I'm just sharing a little background of my personal experience. I am grateful for him providing and taking care of our home and family in that sense, but I never called him dad and I never really felt close to him um, like I desired. I understand now as an adult that he just didn't know, they didn't know how, and that's okay. Like I've gone through healing. I understand. I don't hold any resentment anymore. Like they're just trying to figure out their own stuff. But the truth is, is that I viewed God out of those lenses of my experiences for a long time. I saw God as distant, emotionally disconnected, and just didn't concern himself with my well-being or emotions. That's what I thought God of. But as I began to grow closer to God over the years, I continuously felt God revealing himself to me as a father and showing me little by little that he was those things for me in so many ways. In fact, that he was better than any earthly father could be. And so my wish for you today, my prayer, my hope is that you would see God as your father who wants nothing more than to be with his daughter and shower you with all of his love. And so today we're going to talk about three things. Our first point is adopted. Our second point is who God is. And our last point is who God is not. And so adopted, you might be wondering what adopted, like, why would we be talking about that? Um, but I want you to listen in and Psalms 27, 10. I love this verse. It says, even if my father and mother abandoned me, the Lord will hold me close. Such a simple verse. Even if my father and my mother abandoned me, the Lord will hold me close. Did you know that the Bible references God as our father tons and tons of times they reference God as it references God as many other things, King, Savior, um, majestic, mighty, strong, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, all so many other words, Jehovah, you know, so many things, but it constantly refers to him as our father. Did you know that Jesus constantly referred to God as his father? Well, obviously, because it says God was his father. Jesus is the son of God. But Jesus could have called out to God in many different ways and titles, but he continuously called out to him, Father. He is many things, but Jesus cried out to him as Father. And I can't stress enough that God is your Father. But it's one thing to know that and another thing to truly believe and to feel that as your truth. Or not yet your truth as the truth. But I want to speak to your heart today. And I even want to speak to the depths of the, your heart today that others may not see. 
I want to ask you, have you felt hurt by your own parents? Have you felt rejected, abandoned, misunderstood, mistreated, overlooked? I don't know what other ways you have felt, but God does. If you haven't, I want you to praise God because that never feels good. But even if you have it, I want you to keep listening in because I believe that God is going to speak to the depths of our heart regardless. Did you know that God references you, us, us, all of us here as his adopted child? And at first you might be wondering why, like you might be thinking, um, I don't want to be adopted. I want to be like his biological daughter or whatever that means. Like, but listen in and realize this to be adopted means that he didn't have to choose you, but he wanted to. It means that he had to invest and sacrifice just to have you. He could have carried on without you, but he chose to invest and sacrifice. In fact, he invested and sacrificed the own, his own son with his blood. He had to pursue you, chase after you, shed blood for you just to call you his own. He wanted nothing more than to get you and bring you into his family and be your father. He wanted to pull you out of the depths of your pain and say, no, no, I want to comfort her. I want to take care of her. Only I can protect her this way. Only I can provide for her. Only I can love her with the perfect love that she deserves. So he did all that he could to adopt you because he wanted you and he chose you. And it wasn't just this random situation where he's like, oh, dang, like, I guess that's my kid. I guess I have to like be the father now, you know, <laughs> not like these earthly fathers. He wanted you and it, he made it his mission to have you, to be your loving father forever. He signed the papers. He shed the blood. He defeated sin and death and the stupid devil. He signed the covenant. He put a promise ring on your finger. He made you new. He gave you new clothes. He gave you a new name. He washed away your sins. He took your past and he's making it beautiful all because he is your loving father. And he wants nothing more than to do these things for you. But you have to understand that you truly are his daughter and there is nothing you can do that will make him not love you. Why? Because he made a covenant with you and you will forever be the apple of his eye. And you might be thinking, where did she get this idea of adoption? Well, let me refer to the word of God. Romans 8, 15, 7 through 17 says, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are his heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. And so it literally says that God has adopted us as his own children. And now we can call out to him, father, do you hear me? Father, help me. And it says, not only are we, we're not his slaves anymore. We are heirs with him. We are with him. We are his daughter. And first John three, one, it says, see how very much our father loves us for he calls us his children. And that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they just don't know him. But we are his children and he calls us children. 
And the last verse on this point is Galatians 4, 6 through 7. It says, because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. This isn't a whole different book in the Bible, reiterating that we are now his child, that we can call out father and that we are not slaves. He doesn't look at us like this poor little servant who, who is supposed to just be afraid of him and do everything right. And, and just be a slave. No, he's saying, no, you are my daughter. Put your shoulders down, relax, just be with me. I love you. I want you. You are my daughter. And so you are adopted by God and he wants nothing more than for you to be his child. But you know what? Let's move into our second point. And that is who God is, who God is. You know, if you want to know who God is, I strongly encourage you to read the Bible. The Bible will tell you all about it. You can't just rely on others to tell you their version of who God is. You have to find the truth in his word that was inspired through his Holy Spirit. There are many Christians that are living and believing lies about him. They're not living in freedom and a deep, intimate relationship with Jesus simply because they don't know who God truly is. But I want to share just a little bit about who God is with you today. I could share probably a billion scriptures, but we would honestly be here all night, right? But here are just a few that I really believe will bring comfort and reassurance to your heart of who God is. In 1 Corinthians 8, 6, it says, But for us, there is one God, the Father, by whom all things were created and for whom we live. And there is one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things were created and through whom we live. What does this mean? It means that God is our creator and our father. Our creator and our father. In Psalms 145, 8 through 9, it says, The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone, and he showers compassion on all his creation. Who is God? He's merciful. Who is he? Compassion. Who is he? He is not angry, but he is slow to anger and filled with unfailing love. He is a compassionate God. In Isaiah 9, 6, it says, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace. Who is God? He is our wonderful counselor. He is our mighty God, our everlasting father and the prince of peace. And this last verse, the second to last Psalms 32, five through eight, it says, finally, I confess my sins to you and stop trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is still time that they may now drown in the flood waters of judgment for you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you, but don't be like a senseless horse or a mule that needs a bit and a brittle to keep it under control. I find that verse funny at the end, but I read this verse today and I included it in our message today because it really stood out to me. It showed me that one God forgives us. He is our forgiver. 
He is our protector. It says he protects us. We can hide in his hiding place. It says he is he he guides us. He is our guidance, our 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 lead. And it says that he is our counselor. He has so many things, but even just Psalms 32 tells us several things about who God is. Our protector, our guide, our counselor, the one who forgives our soul. And did you know that God simply is love? God is love. And this isn't just a magical little thing, but the Bible says that God is love. And in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, it says this. So what is love? Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude and does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Now, if the Bible says that God is love, then he must be all of what this verse is saying. God is patient and kind. God is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. God does not demand his own way. He's not irritable and he keeps no record of being wrong. God does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth was out. God never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Do you get that connection? God is love. And this is what love is. God is all of these things to us. He's a loving father towards you. And this week, I strongly encourage and even challenge you to begin learning for yourself who God is in the Bible. Rewire and renew the thoughts that you have about him and begin believing the truth about who your loving father is, truly is towards you. There is, um, as I was new to my faith, I gave my life to Christ in 2008. I realized through that time um, that I just didn't truly know who God was, right? I didn't understand how he actually did love me, how he did want me, how he wasn't always mad at me, who wasn't distant, all those things. And I began to rewire my thoughts and how I did this. And for all of us, that works different. But I literally, at the time in my life, I had one of those sliding mirror uh, closet doors, those like sliding, you know, sliding mirror closet doors. Yeah. And I literally got one of those dry waste markers. And I wrote from top to bottom on both sides, these biblical affirmations. And I would write on there and I would say it every single morning before I left my house. God loves me. I am strong in Christ. I am loved by God. I don't even remember all those details. God gives me peace. God is for me, not against me. God is with me. And I would just write all the things that God was to me. And I was in Christ. The things that I didn't, I I began to realize are true in my head, but I didn't feel in my heart. And I began to declare it every single day. I'm telling you out loud, I didn't care. I had a roommate at the time, but she was on the same vibe. So we're just all about it, finding healing and restoration in Christ. And I would just be doing my makeup. I am awesome in Christ. God loves me. I don't, again, don't remember word for word, right? And I would say it every day. I'm telling you, there is something about declaring vocally the truth of God that rewires your brain. And it's not just me saying this. It is scientific. I'm not even lying. I've read books about it. Um, Shout out to Dr. Caroline Leaf, her book called Cleaning Up My Mental Mess, um, all about um, just rewiring your thoughts and your mind from even dealing with stress and anxiety. I highly recommend. I finished it finally. And it was such an amazing book. But Totally went off on a tangent, but my point is, is I encourage you 
to rewire and renew your thoughts in whatever way God leads you to. But know that he is a good father. And we are going to end on our last point, And that is who God is not. You know, we learned that he's our father. We learned who he is, but who is he not? I feel like God has gotten a bad rap about certain things through life experiences, through other people, through people that are against God, through all kinds of sources in our life. But we need to understand that some of those things are a lie. And here are some things God's not. God is not angry with you. He is not distant. He is not expecting you to be perfect. He is not deaf to your prayers in Christ. He's not annoyed with you, okay? He's not ignoring you. He's not too busy for you. He's not abandoning you. He's not a promise breaker, okay? Many of you have probably, including myself, experienced many promises broken, especially from our fathers, but God will not do that. God is not a liar. He's not weak. He's not incapable. He's not even worried. God is not mean. He's not waiting for you to fail. He does not hate certain people or hate you. He's not going to choose football over you. A little funny relief, right? He's not going to forget your birthday this year. He's not going to choose substances over your peace and security. He's not more focused on making money. And he is not the lies you've believed and you've been told. In fact, he's the opposite. He's a perfect father who will love you for all of eternity. But will you choose to be embraced by this perfect love? Will you choose to just drop your shoulders again? Let go and say, God, I have been looking for this my whole life. I've been looking everywhere, maybe in all the wrong places. I've been there. And I realize that I end up short and I've been looking for your perfect love that not only, not even my father could give, not my husband, my boyfriend, whoever this may be in your life, not these relationships, these substances, these different things, but you, God is the perfect love that I've been seeking. And I'm going to end this point on this verse and Romans 8, 31 through 35, 37, 39. Okay. It says this. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, <clears throat> who can ever be against us? Since he did not even spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Will you pause for a second and hear that again? It said, God himself has given us right standing with himself. It is between no one else but us and God. Okay, people may hate, may judge, may tell you exactly how you should live your Christian life. And hey, no one's perfect here and we're all a work in progress and God does call us to live a holy life. Okay, don't get it twisted. But that is between us and God and God himself has given us right standing with him. Let me continue. Who then will condemn us? No one for Christ. Man, that is powerful. It is hitting. You feel that? Who then can condemn us? No one for Christ. Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. You hear that? God right now is pleading for you. Okay. He's like, God, mm -mm, this girl, uh, -uh this girl, she's good. She's solid. She has a heart of gold. You see her. She's trying God. Come on. I'm rooting for her. She's got this. She's not going to fail. She's not going to, she's got this. Let's help her. We are for her. We're not against her. 
Let me continue. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean that he no longer loves, loves us, loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No, despite all of these things, you hear that despite every single thing we go through, despite it overwhelming, do you hear this overwhelming victory, not just victory, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And it goes on to say, and I am convinced in my mind, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life or angels or demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I mean, did that verse not hit for you? You may be washing dishes or you may actually be able to kind of like let that sink in. But either way, God's word is alive and powerful. And I feel like that was just, I mean, it, his word is so alive and powerful, guys. I encourage you to just dive into it. Don't be intimidated. Don't be afraid. But when you sit down and you open the word and you read verses like this, you are just struck in awe of his love for you, of his truth, of his fatherly love for you. So God is not angry. He does not, not like you. In fact, nothing can separate you from his love, nothing. And so guys, today we talked about God, my father, how he is many things, but he is our father that we are adopted, that he chose us and gave everything just to call us his child. We learned who God is, that he is so many things for us, our provider, our protector, our creator, our father, our peace, our counselor, and so much more. And we ended by talking about who he is not, the lies that we have believed and the truth of his love that sets us free. And so I'm going to pray for us before we end this time. God, I just thank you for your love. I thank you that your word is so powerful. And I pray for those listening today that God, that you would just show them even right now in this moment that you are their father, that you would tear down every lie and every stronghold, that you would rip away every wedge between you and them, especially the lies that so easily deceive us of who you're not. And I pray that today as they hear your word, that they would finally see with open eyes, that you would remove the veils from their eyes, that you would unclog their ears and soften their hearts to finally see you as such a loving and perfect father. I pray that you would soften their hearts to open them up to you and say, God, I'm ready for you. I'm ready to just go all in with you. I'm ready to say yes to you because I realize you are my safe place, my hiding place, my hope my comfort and my everything. And I need you. Nothing else satisfies, but you. So God be the Lord of their life, the savior to their soul. And God help us to walk out this week, knowing that we are loved by our heavenly father in Jesus name. Amen. I hope you found encouragement today. I'd love to connect with you. You can find me by following Lauren A. Hargrove on Instagram or Facebook. And before you go, can you do me a favor and leave a rating and review for this show? 
I would greatly appreciate it. And it would help other moms better find the show too. With that, thank you for being a part of our community today. And until next time.